Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you get the bottom line up front and we won't waste your time. All right, team. Thank you for uh, tuning in again to the uh, CSM Bluff Line. Uh, I'm your host, Command Sergeant Major Jimenez, your garrison Command Sergeant Major here at Redstone Arsenal. And again, I want to thank you for tuning in uh, to the podcast as we continue to grow. This is our fourth episode, and uh, we're continuing to reach out to all our uh, listening audience. And hopefully you can tell your friends and families out there so they can tune in and get the latest information and also bring different subjects and topics out to you and bring people on board so we can talk to them and uh, have a dialogue back and forth on certain subjects or areas. By all means, if you want, send us a message on what you'd like to hear or some subjects you'd like to talk about or people you'd like to maybe get a reach out and, and bring on the show so we can interview them and, and talk a little bit about what they might be interested in, uh, in hearing and pushing out to our community and to all our uh, personnel that work around the uh, Redstone and out there and in the uh, surrounding areas. Um, again, thanks to everybody that's uh, continuously working on uh, combating COVID-19, staying safe out there. You know, I just want to give a thanks to all the uh, frontline workers out there for doing an outstanding job. And everybody else, you know, let's continue to do our part, you know, and that's continue to lead through this COVID-19. And, you know, since we're talking about lead, I'd like to kind of go into leadership and, and uh, talk that component. Uh, but I, I was able to have the opportunity to bring in uh, Staff Sergeant Thompson is one of our NCOICs here at Redstone Arsenal. She works with the uh, chapel services, and she is the NCOIC there at our chapel, which uh, continues to support all our uh, residents and all our community. And uh, before we get started in uh, having a conversation with Staff Sergeant Thompson, I'd like to have her introduce herself and just tell us a little bit about her. So without further ado, uh, Staff Sergeant Thompson. Thank you, Sergeant Major, for uh, inviting me to do this podcast. I am truly honored to be here. So a little bit about myself. So I joined the Army in 2005. I am coming from a small town called Immokalee in Florida. Um, it's about 45 minutes from Naples. A lot of people know Naples. Is My hometown is a small farming town, and we actually produce about 90% of the tomatoes and oranges. <laughs> That's pretty nice. so, yeah. And then so right after high school and a little bit part time of um, college, um, I decided to join the Army. And when uh, when the recruiter talked to me, he asked me, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to be a teacher. And he's like, well, anything else? And I'm like, no, I just want to be a teacher. And he's like, well, he thought maybe becoming a chaplain assistant. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's like a personal assistant to the priest. And I'm like, you have priests in the Army? And they're like, yeah, come over to my office. I'll show you a video. See what we, what we, what uh, what we'll show you. And I'm like, okay. And he showed me a video, and I was hooked. And that's how I joined the army. Went that's so it. awesome. And you know, I would tell you that you talk about the chaplain's assistant and the chaplain. You know, as a, um, my former job as a battalion command sergeant major, I really relied on on the chaplain, but I also relied on my religious support specialist. You know, he. Or she did an outstanding job for me. And one, I want to commend you for what you do because you guys are like the eyes and ears for all our soldiers out there. And uh, we are, really appreciate everything you guys do for us. 
and that's part of our job is to you know you know we are the eyes and ears of and not just our com our command team but also our whole battalion if you're in the battalion level we have so many people to look out for it is could be it could be a tiring job but at the same time it could be rewarding once we able to help out the soldier with whatever they they need it's really rewarding at the end you're absolutely right and i i don't know how many times i've really counted on my uh, religious support specialist to to help me out and me as a command sergeant major let me know you know if if they heard any anything that i needed to address or i needed to tell my commander on so that we can focus in on to to continue to support the mission and to continue on our readiness uh, as an army but uh, you guys really play an intricate role i got a question for you mm -hmm. uh, what is your role, since we're talking about a role, what is your role as the RSO NCOIC for the Garrison Chapel? In my position, I run basically the daily operations here at the chapel. So, of course, not just um, so, you know, support our Sunday services that we have here. We actually actually have one now, the Protestant service on Sundays at 11. Um, we also, if, like for an example, if the congregants want to do a ministry, they want to put in purchase requests like, oh, we want to have a luncheon or we want to have this Bible study or this and that. You know, we, we are here to provide that for them, um, not just for the congregants, but also for the units here in the installation as well. They want to do Bible study, a luncheon, anything like that. We are here to provide them that, that support. Also, you know, not just the congregants and the soldiers, but also the retirees and, and, the, and the personnel that work here on the installation. Basically, day 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 to day operations. Pretty soon, this weekend, actually, we'll start setting up the ma major scene and start de decorating the, the chapel. So that put in some work in there. But yeah, just the operations. No, that's that's so neat, and uh, I really like to talk to my soldiers and all the civilians that are out here listening today too. That you know, when we talk about fitness, right? We it's the army's always talking about physical fitness, and we do a lot of running and we do push ups and we do all that. And now I'm glad that we're starting to talk about uh, mental and spiritual fitness because it does encompass the total concept of being a soldier. And uh, I think, uh, you know, with you doing what you do uh, as a, a religious support uh, specialist uh, and the NCOIC for us here at the garrison, I think the, the mental and spiritual part are pretty important. Um, it, it is very important because not only just in the garrison, but also in the line unit or in the force comm unit, we are out there with our soldiers and we have to be physically fit with them as well. You know, we can't just be sitting behind the desk all the time. You know, we have to be out and about because when we're out and about with our soldiers, for example, we're in the, in the line unit, we're out there in the field with them. We have to be physically fit. Yes, like with the new ACFT, it was hard for us females at first, but, you know, we adapt and overcome. And so... You know, we have to do that. You know, it, it was a struggle to even even to right now, it is a struggle to do the leg tuck. But if you continue doing it, practicing, you know, be consistently with it, you know, you will, can, you know, improve on 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 the leg tuck and in and also other the other exercise for the ACFT. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, physical fitness is is a big uh, component in what we do. And then when we talk about mental and spiritual fitness, that's. That's equally important. I know you talk about soldiers, and I'm used to talking about soldiers, too. Uh, when I arrived in March, uh, one of the most unique things here on Redstone Arsenal was the fact that we had more civilians than, uh, than soldiers on the installation. Uh, is this your first time dealing with so many civilians on the installation? To be honest with you, Sergeant Major, no. 
So the installation that I have dealt with with mostly civilians is actually it was in Natick, Massachusetts. So um, when I heard about it, I was like, what is this place? So I Googled it and it was it's the is the um the Army Soldier System Center. Mm -hmm. So um, when I got there, I ended up finding out that that's where we actually develop, research, develop, and engineer the uniform, the boots, the gear, the Kevlar, everything like that. Not just that, but also MREs and uh, along with other stuff. So it was very interesting. And m the majority of the civilians there are mostly have like PhDs in engineering, chemical, biochemical, all this, all this like high tech degrees. Right. It was quite like overwhelming. Like, oh my God, I'm surrounded by nerds. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome to to know that you've worked with another installation that's uh, predominantly uh, civilian based, and now you come to to Redstone Arsenal, where you got another set of people with different kinds of degrees, from engineering to IT. I mean, you name it, they're all out here doing all kinds of good stuff for ourselves, the soldiers that are out there on the field, uh, making the mission happen. It's neat to see that the civilian uh, workforce is equally as invested uh, to ensuring that uh, you know the soldiers can continue doing their job, and, and that's the, the civilians providing all that good work for us uh, in, in support of you know not not just the mission but the overall country right to to see all that happening. Uh, for me, it was the first time to see um, a big, large civilian workforce. Uh, but it's I've learned a lot in the last like nine months that I've been here, see how much and equally how hard they work, uh, especially going through COVID. You know, uh, when I arrived, COVID hit pretty hard. And that was kind of what I, my introduction to how we we're going to continue to uh, accomplish the mission and also taking care of the safety and welfare of our our community and our uh, workforce here as well. And that kind of leads me into, you know, when we talk about leadership, it. The Army's definition of leadership is the process of influencing people by providing purpose, direction, and motivation. And then it talks about while operating to accomplish the mission and improve the organization. So uh, as we talk about leadership a little bit here, I kind of want to ask you, how do you think or plan on accomplishing the mission and improving the organization here on Redstone? So for, for me, you know, I'm trying to make like the chapel that I'm currently at, I'm trying to make it better. And or or there's some deficiencies, okay, what can we do to fix it? And and also when when it's time for me to leave, to leave it to leave it where, okay, there's nothing left behind. There's nothing where, oh, okay, we need to call her up and be like, hey, what do we do? I want to leave a continuity book, an effective continuity book, where when somebody takes over, we um that person can know what know what's going on. Um and also not not just not not just that, but also have a positive, how should I say, positive vibe about whenever they mention my name. Like, oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. She was great. She done this, she done that. You know, we and and also not just that, but also have a great relationship with other people that I work with outside of the chapel. Because when you have that great relationship, you know, they're willing to help you out more. You know, look out for you more and stuff like that. You're absolutely right. It's it's how we continue to reach out and, and help each other as teammates, but also help the surrounding community. And I think you guys are doing an outstanding job. One, you know, between you and the and the chaplain here on Redstone, we're fighting to bring services back. And I think it's an intricate role in the fitness. When we talk about fitness, you know, the spiritual mental fitness of our community is important. And uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to set it up 
and, and uh, set it up safely, obviously with COVID hanging out. And you guys are con are conducting services every Sunday at 11 o'clock, which is pretty neat. And you're doing it safely, which is an outstanding job to, to your leadership and the chaplain's leadership out there. Yes, I mean, and, and since we started our services, we are very blessed that um, nobody in the congregation has been has tested positive for for the virus or, con or came in contact um, near it. So we are very blessed, um, and and that just telling us that we're that the the measures that we are implementing is working, and and hopefully and continue to still receive um, positive uh, people that are still coming to our services. No, that's that's absolutely right, and I think uh, that's a good thing that you guys are doing. And it's really, since we talk about how you know how to try to best avoid uh, COVID nineteen, you know, it's it's really been because the outstanding community and workforce, and I mean, you name everybody that comes on the, and off the installation has done their part to to be as safe as they can uh, with COVID hanging out. I mean, they continue to wash their hands regularly. They wear a face covering. They get within six feet of somebody. You know, they cover up with their uh, cloth face cover. You know, they avoid touching their face. You know, all those little things that uh, we continue to talk about over and over and over. And sometimes we sound like a broken record, I think, is is important as leaders, you know what I mean? Or or else we wouldn't say it over and over. And, uh, and you know, you guys say it at the chapel. We say it on virtual town halls. I, I think it's important as leaders to continue to reinforce those good practices so that we can hopefully get over COVID. Definitely. Give me your successes in your career. Do you think it's important to show the next generation what they can accomplish? Oh, definitely. Um, because when I joined, you know, it was way different. It, it was way different from when I joined back back in, in 2005. I went through multiple deployments. I see a lot of changes, not, not just with the not just with the with the gear, I mean the uniform changes, um, but also you know a lot more resources have been put out there for us. So you know if if I can do it, a five one Hispanic female, you know anybody else can do it. Um, at first it was a struggle because you know the the mindset that I had you know growing up in 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 a Hispanic culture you know is completely different from now because of what have I learned you know, throughout, throughout the years in the Army. So it definitely, if I can do it, anybody can do it, or they can do it better or five times better than me. But at the end, as long as the mission is done, and that's what matters. No, that's, that's absolutely right. It's, you know, when you jump into to being part of this uh, great team called the United States Army or those that work with us, you know, uh, we, we take on some big, pretty big roles, and uh, it's to continue to... Uh, enforce the protection freedom that we fight for right and uh, and you do your part we thank you for what you do you know i think everybody plays a part in, in doing their part no matter what it is if you're working remotely if you're working on site caring for people or colleagues or you know whatever trying to find out how to do major projects or just uh, on the fly i mean you name it uh, it's it's really building this plane in flight right uh, you know as we adjust things left and right that's the beauty of leadership is your ability to take something in, uh, look at it, and if you need to adjust uh, the direction, then you adjust direction like a compass, right? It's looking at it like that and saying, hey, well, let's let's slow down this or let's pick it up or let's, let's take it this direction. And I think we're doing that day in, day out. And so is everybody else that works on the installation because continue to do an outstanding job. 
Um, also, I would like to add that, you know, one of the successes in my career is facing adversary. Because once you face that, then you realize like, oh, oh crap, like, what do I do now? And then you, okay, then you think of a plan. Okay, this is what I gotta do. This is what needs to happen. This is how it needs to be done. And then you, and then you go forward and then you learn from your, from, from that experience. So that's one of my successes with there is, is adversary because I experienced a lot of that in my career and, and I learned, and I learned from it. You're right. Uh, leaders motivate inside, outside, you know, outside the chain of command, within the chain of command, soldiers helping soldiers. It, it, and when you're dealing with adversity and different things like that, it just makes you a better person as, uh, as you come out through challenges or as you face challenges or, or sometimes failures, you know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. You know, as we develop our leadership style, you know, we see the good, we see the bad. And then when we have the opportunity to put on some stripes uh, in the army uh, and become a leader, then we know, or it helps us shape, you know, uh, when we see, or when we've gone through different challenges to, to ensure that we show the next soldier a better way of doing things. Do you want to add anything else before we close out on uh, on leadership and some of the things you might have seen or some that can uh, help the next soldier out there? So when it comes to leadership, I mean, you will be constantly learning every day when it comes to being in a leadership position. You will learn new things, how things are done differently. But also at the same time, when you're in a leadership position, just because you you have you're you're in that position, you have that mindset like, okay, I'm a leader now. This is how it's going to be done. But you still you're still going to be learning, and also also don't ask for help. Uh, that's what I see in a lot of leaders that when they're in that leadership position, they're like, "Oh, I know what to do. This is how we're going to do it." But if you ask somebody else for help, they might have a better idea how to get things done, or how things have been done, and this is or this is the correct way to do it, or or whatever reason. But that's one of the things I see in leadership that they don't ask for help. And if you do ask for help, you know your product can become better or the mission can be more successful, or the mission can be accomplished sooner, or for whatever reason. That's what I see in a lot of leaders, and that's what, I'm, that's what I think they're afraid is to ask for help. And that shouldn't be the case, because if you ask for help, you can probably get a better result. And that's my two cents on that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, being humble and, uh, you know, the ability to ask someone for help, you know, sometimes we're a little bit too proud to do that. But I can tell you, like you said, that it, it's... It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be a good listener and understand other viewpoints, other perspectives, mm -hmm. which is awesome to do. And then uh, you get a, a better end product uh, versus trying to go at it by yourself. Uh, you know, as a team, that's what makes the the core of non-commissioned officers, the backbone of the army, so strong. Is because we have the ability to reach out to each other, reach out to battle buddies, reach out to peers or, or mentors, and and uh, and ask for help. You know, and you're right. Sometimes leaders don't do that. And I think we should do more of it because there's always a product out there that someone's done and can help you out with it uh, or give you ideas on how to do it better. One, I just want to thank you, Staff Sergeant Thompson, for uh, coming on to our CSM Bluffline podcast and uh, having a chance to interview you a little bit. I know it's uh, something that we're kicking off and, uh, you know, hopefully we get more more people on here or hopefully we get some more subject lines or maybe bring you back again uh, soon. But I want to thank you for what you do out there at the chapel and providing services for all the installation here on Redstone. Uh, thank the chaplain out there for what they do uh, and your whole team. Uh, continue doing what you're doing and uh, happy holidays as we lean into that. 
Uh, I know, our, did we kick off on Operation Helping Hand already over there at the chapel? <clears throat> yes, we did, Sergeant Major. We did it for Thanksgiving. We collected more than 15 names. Oh, awesome. Let me check. Actually, we collected around 24 names. So, um, and, it, and they came over and picked up their, their commissary gift cards. Oh, that's um, a great accomplishment. I just want to thank you guys for what you guys did during the Thanksgiving holidays in Operation Helping Hand. And I uh, just want to wish you happy holidays again as we lean into uh, Christmas holidays coming up and the new year as we uh, close out 2020. We're also doing it again, the Operation Helping Hand for um, for for Christmas. So um, we'll put out the word out. Um, of course, the soldiers and GS6 and below that are in financial need, um, you know, let your chain of command know and um, and have them send to us their names. Um, but we are doing it again, just an FYI. Oh, that's that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, putting that information out. Again, thank you for what you do, and thank you for coming on to the show, the CSM Bluff Line. All right, thank you, Sergeant Major. What a great conversation we had with uh, Staff Sergeant Thompson from our Religious Support Office. Uh, uh, thank you again for tuning in to uh, the CSM Bluff Line for uh, conversations that we can uh, have back and forth. Um, my goal is to continue to communicate out to our people on different areas, different subjects, and uh, information that we can uh, bring to you guys to continue to uh, uh, listen in and to continue to uh, get information that we have to, to deliver to you guys. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, on our uh, CSM Bluffline podcast um, as we continue to uh, push this forward. Tell your buddies, tell your friends, tell everybody to, to listen in. And by all means, give us some comments on what you'd like to listen to or hear or some subjects you'd like to talk about. Thank you guys again for tuning in to the CSM Bluff.